0: Frontier.
3: It is Wrestling Daft, it is The Marks, I am John, I weigh 184 pounds, I am from Larbert, I produce Wrestling Daft, I host this show, we all know this information already because you listen every week, with me, a man who, I think a bit like me, is felt a little bit sorry for England, even though we are Scottish, this week I saw his tweet about Marcus Rashford, it's Inside the Ropes lead writer, it's
2: Mr Gary Cassidy. Uh, it's one of the annoying ones because you you want to, you want to hate England, don't you? It's, it's yeah. in your blood. I mean, we're, we're born here. We are pretty shite at everything in England. are actually pretty good at most things. Um, but the media is just unbearable. So, I mean, uh, the media and the vocal, I don't want to say minority or majority, but a vocal section of fans, the ones that we see in the yeah. news, the, the team are very likeable. I mean, yeah. the team have done a, a particularly it's Apart from like Jordan Pickford. From oh, Jordan. aye, apart from Jordan Pickford. I mean, a- anybody that plays for Everton, obviously Everton are quite shite, so he's the only one that gets in the team, <laughs> despite being quite shite himself. Apart from Jordan Pickford, the rest are all likeable. Well, I mean, Marcus Rashford obviously does some brilliant stuff. I love Jordan Henderson. I feel a bit sorry for them, but no sorry enough that I wish they'd won. Obviously aye. still happy Italy won and celebrate with some beer amoretti, some pizza, some pasta. Absolutely brilliant. What was I No, I, I felt this. I
3: felt really sorry for. I mean, you I mean, it's terrible as Scotland fans we sit here and we're urging them to kind of miss. But you know, I, one person you didn't want him to miss the penalty. One person you thought, you know what? If you scored the winning penalty, fair play, mate. It was Marcus Rashford for all the good that he's he's done, um and for this country. And the spotlight you shine on in food poverty and you just went oh what a shame for the guys and the response that obviously there was some horrible people who said some horrible stuff and did some horrible stuff but it seems that there's been a petition started to ban racists and what so where you know Fingers crossed something good will come of it. But um but yeah, um I felt really, really sorry for Marcus Rashford. I really
2: did. Him hey um, and Saka just cause Saka's nineteen as well. You know, exactly, you're gonna carry exactly. that for the rest of your career. Every Absolutely. tournament that comes up, it's gonna be replayed. So He might get a Pizza Hut advert out of it. Who knows? Ah, you never know. I You never know. You never Yeah <laughs> sponsorship that uh, Gareth Southgate got as well. That
3: is so true. You never-
2: that oh, is oh true. Uh, so yeah, it's just myself and Gary, but
3: this week is a little bit like Pulp Fiction, kind of everything's kind of fault is going to be recorded in different orders because of scheduling conflict. So Alex will be joining us when we get to the buddies and putovers, fingers crossed at this point. Um, so it's not football daft, it's wrestling daft. Uh, anything you picked up on the last week, Gary, We you want to highlight before we get into the show?
2: Um, not. Particularly, if anybody follows me on Twitter, they've seen I've done a few wee interviews. There's also something I can't say too much about, but um, we've been waiting for ages for crowds to return to wrestling for, obviously, the best part of a year and a half now. Anybody that lives in Scotland and across the UK will probably be familiar that Inside the Ropes does live shows. So uh, Kenny's actually just sent out a wee tweet in the past couple of hours about something that we are going to be... Announcing soon that we'll see the return of a wrestler and fans and the crowd to see the live shows that a wrestler will be talking to, to Kenny about. So, can't say too much about it, obviously, as you can tell from my careful wording, but... Aye, that'll be exciting. There, uh, there's more stuff coming in terms of Scottish wrestling and crowds and, and wrestlers and events and all that stuff. Right, you, we didn't give
3: him anything away at all. You basically say what Kenny does <laughs> is our business. Kenny <laughs> will be speaking to a wrestler in front of a crowd at some point <laughs> soon. Well, it's good to hear that, you know, hopefully we're going to get to, we're going to get back into live shows and certainly inside the ropes. So good luck to Kenny. And I'll wait, obviously, after the show. at be asking you who it is. Are you going to be involved in the show, Gary?
2: Probably no. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I mean, I'll be at the show and I'll probably be... Uh, taking all the stories that come from our website um, but I'll not be doing anything in terms of I mean it's the kind of thing where you know Kenny's been doing this for so long you're not going to have like say Gary Lineker's on match of the day like me being involved would be like Robbie Savage getting the main match of the day gig, <laughs> or Jordan Pickford getting the main match of the day gig. So no, I'll be uh, I'll be in attendance. Um, yeah. I'll be promoting the hell out of it and probably mentioning it on the show every time I can. Uh, but no, I'll, I'll be quietly quietly involved. Well, good. Yeah, uh,
3: well, it's good. And fair to say, I guess if you look at Kenny's kind of run of guests and who he's had on, he's had everyone from. The Undertaker to well it started off with DDP. try to think um, was Foley, very Heyman, one, D- just Edge,
2: you know, Jericho.
3: Absolutely,
2: yeah. I've, 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 I've the who's who of uh, wrestling hall of famers yeah. and and stars and that I while I can't say anything about it, I'll just say this one definitely hasn't a disappointment. I was going to mention James Ellsworth was one of the shows he's had. It's a bigger name than James Ellsworth, I'll say that much. I can't remember. Right, okay. I'm going to hold back my guesses <laughs> because I'll end up blowing it and putting you in a lot of trouble.
3: So I'll talk to you after. But yeah, that's good. That's good news. That is good news that wrestling is on the way back. Hopefully, we will have our first crowds. We're now just announced at being level zero. So hopefully, at some point in the near future, we will have return of a live event scene in scotland which would be amazing and um, we'll returning to uh, wwe
2: this week so we'll yeah. have wwe crowds this week
3: and obviously they've announced for the hydro in september so you hope yeah. you kind of hope that we might have some independent shows before then but um if we will see what happens with that you know it's been a bit of doom and gloom to start the show they're talking about marcus rashford and miss penalties and all the bad things that happened gary i need cheered up and do you know what i think i need I think I need a joke from Gary Cassidy.
2: Good thing I've came prepared. Yeah, again, it's not a wrestling joke. I think I I, I blew my load on them way too early. We had about three good wrestling jokes and then there's an email. Um, But I do need to say that, you know, there's been all this talk recently about reducing carbon footprints and stuff like that. You know, we've got electrical cars. I don't know if you've heard that they're bringing out a car that runs purely on brown leaves. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, it's going to be called an automobile that's the washroom. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: is the worst yeah. moving on moving on uh, the show as is always oh, even though we're doing it in this Pulp Fiction style this week we have the latest news from the world of the wrestling with uh, Gary uh, and putting over stuff from uh, this week in wrestling with our tag team of Rico and Bronze Chill the New Age Mark who will be on to help us out with that uh, and we've got a big interview this week Gary has been doing lots of interviews lots to come on the show over the next couple of weeks Gary who are we going to be speaking
2: to this week? Aye, we've got a coming up. I've been doing quite a lot of interviews this week, but truth be told, I've knocked my pan in them and none of them are even on the Google Drive from Ascend. So we're dipping back about a week or two ago now uh, when I spoke to Wesley Blake. It's a name that I think a lot of people might not be too familiar with WWE. People might remember, you know, Blake and Murphy. They'll remember Forgotten Sons. It was very recently part of a faction with our favourite wrestler, Baron Corbin, Um, So I spoke to him a wee bit about that, about the Jackson Riker tweet that got him taken off TV in the first place, and then my new favourite question, uh, people, anybody that watches any man interviews now will hear me asking the same question in every single interview, and it is, when you were off TV... What pitches did you make to try and get back on TV? Because I love yeah. hearing about what you know, what people are saying that they want to be on TV as character-wise. What is getting approved? What's getting rejected? Mainly rejected. And the question that I asked, or sorry, the answer I got to that question from Wesley Blake was one of my favourite interview answers ever. So uh, definitely a, a really fun interview for me and one that I think a lot of people will be watching and go, man, I really want to go back and either watch a Wesley Blake match or see what he does in the future. So aye, great fun. Right, we'll hear
3: all that Wesley Blake has to say a bit later on. But first, let us cut a promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, Gary, okay. This is something that I've noticed over the last couple of years, and it really annoys me. Politicians. Now, I'm not just cutting a promo on politicians. That'd be too easy. That'd be be far (laughs) too easy. However, what I would like to cut a promo on is politicians hand gestures now a politician has a hand gesture which is very unnatural okay and um, i don't know if you're not so just you're listening if you're listening to the show I have you're gonna educate me here john yeah but if you're listening to the show um i want to describe it to you if you've seen the video version you'll see this so they have a hand gesture that basically they kind of clench a fist so if you clench your fist like that and then put your thumb over the kind of fist, so you've got like that, right? Every, so it's almost like the thumb is pointing on, it's the thumb is going over the kind of fist and and pointing the, the fist. Politicians speak like this when they're trying to make a point. Have you ever noticed
2: this? I haven't, but now that you've said it, it sounds like something that I definitely have noticed. Every politician now does this
3: hand gesture and it's so unnatural and it's not how people speak naturally but somewhere in politician school they're told to do this specific hand gesture now you keep an eye on an interview a politician in the near future when someone when boris johnson's going up and blithering a lot of shite Watch his hand gesture and this little thumb point, this little thumb point thing happens with them all. And I don't understand why it's so fucking unnatural. If you're having the conversation, me and you are sitting chatting, I don't bust out my little
2: thumb and start gesturing like that. It's really really uh, annoying. I I think they've been watching AEW and they've seen Orange Cassidy and went, you know what? We'll do that. But we'll take a wee bit more aggressive, no quite a closed fist, no <laughs> the orange cass- Cassidy squeeze, but we'll go for the somewhere in between. I'm glad you said that. I thought you were going to say the hand gestures like the Daily Alley thing when he's doing like that. <laughs> I uh, thought that was a, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> be a bit
3: of I, I tell you what, though, there's a plenty of hand gestures I would like to make it politicians when they do that hand gesture. I tell you, Gary, I tell you. <laughs> Every week we look back at the big shows. Uh, myself, I do NXT. Uh, Gary does Raw. We invite our fantastic uh, listeners on to do SmackDown for us and they have been with us for so long now. The New Age Mark Laws, Mr. Bronze Cello, Mr. Rico, uh, and they do Smackdown for us. And uh, joining us live, uh, they, we said we're, we're sort of recording the show like Pulp Fiction this week, so it's all out of sequence and in different bits. So we didn't know where Alex would be. But he, we've got Alex here, and he's live from his car.
4: Sound quality. Hello,
0: guys.
3: I, I love the devotion to the podcast that you have joined us from your car in transit across Glasgow City Centre. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like it's almost like it's like a, I feel like a news reporter switching to going live
4: out to the out to the
3: places what can you see in front of us alex what
4: can you see I can see in front of you plenty of terrible drivers who don't quite understand when to go and when to take the appropriate space it's really just slowing down the congestion of traffic
3: excellent well uh, we'll go <laughs> live to alex just in a minute to get the AEW notes from him but first gentlemen ie bronze cello and Rico it's a bit like street fighter 2 new challenger has arrived Woo! believe it or not I got a message um on twitter the other day it says hello if you need anyone to do the smackdown review on the mark show I would do it says Ryan and I said wow a challenger will be in touch he says sounds good we need to send a warning to these new age mark law characters so next week on the show We've got a handicap match as the tag team of the New Age Mark goes take on Ryan. What do you think about that,
2: boys? I'm
5: actually away next week.
2: Oh, so... <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that This is one of those situations where it's like uh, you go in to see your boss and your boss goes, you're, f-, and you go, no, I quit. I quit. <laughs> you can't fire me because I quit. <laughs> so, what? So just Rico's taking him one-on-one then, is
3: it? One-on-one?
0: <laughs> That's-
3: Oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, so Ryan is is challenging for the title next week on the show. How's that for a tease for you? And um, so yeah, we'll find out what happens. Hopefully, we get a hold of Ryan. We we'll get him on uh, to a one-on-one match for Rico over SmackDown next week. Should be exciting. But let's bring it, Ryan. You better bring it. <laughs> oh, the, the words are getting thrown down already. Love it. Love it. Um let's get into this week's shows then boys Uh, and let's kick off with nxt going back to the great american bash did anybody watch it everybody watch it oh yeah no shaking of the head from (laughs) Uh, gary's not a A lot of people just kind of this throwing nxt in the bin now but i thought it was a very good show we only had four matches on it you know it was paced out really well some bits we'll get to weren't so great, but let's start off with a positive, shall we? Um, You know where I'm going to go, boys. Do you think you know where I'm going to go? Of course, we're going straight to the well, and we're talking Ellie Knight versus Cameron Grimes. Do you know what? I've went on about it. I know I keep going on about Ellie. It's like you guys with Baron Corbin. I keep going on about this. I keep going on about this feud, because you know what it is. It's proper, good old, proper, old-school pro-wrestling. It is just gimmicks. It's, you know, putting this um, stipulation with that Grimes has to become his butler if he loses. There was a magnificent, magnificent moment of pro-wrestling. Old school kind of wrestling where Ellie Knight had uh, done a manoeuvre out in the, the outside. He went back into the ring, celebrated the countdown on top of the ropes, and he'd had this, there was just a brilliant camera shot of him just looking back, and Grimes gets back into the ring, and the look of his shot in his face. Ellie Knight is killing it. He is absolutely killing it. He's a great pro as is Grimes as well. They're two, they've matched up these two so well, and the two of them, for me, are complete packages. Brilliant in the ring, brilliant promos. And brilliant. I mean, both work so well as a heel. And it's actually interesting seeing that Cameron Grimes getting over and getting that sympathy as a, as a face now. So I just, I can't go rave about them enough. I think they're both great. And Lord, I really, really can't wait for the, the vignettes because Elliot um, Knight went over Grimes. So yeah, I mean, I, I just love it because it's old school pro wrestling. That's what I really enjoy. It's good story and it's good gimmicks. And I just love it. Love it, love it, love it. It's a bit so. Of it
0: not ruin LA night very
4: quickly. I was slightly slightly concerned that
3: wasn't going to go so well, but got a good place in the card and it seems to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So looking good. Whatever Alex just said because he's live. He's a bit boredy today, but we'll agree with Alex and what he just said. Well done, Alex. <laughs> right. So, buddy, let's go. Let's go to the first, buddy. Um, wrestlers' names. Right. These days, they announced the breakout tournament during the the NXT. They they had all the contenders for the breakout tournament. Now, I'm just going to grab up um, the names that are involved in the breakout tournament. Uh, So, it's just, it's not exactly, you know, wrestlers' names used to have Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, Brett the Hitman Hart, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Maybe I'm just old school, but now we have people like, you know, where are they? Here we go. Carmelo Hayes, Andrew Chase, Trey Baxter, Duke Hudson, Josh Briggs. They all sound like the. Duke sh-
2: Hudson's a bell name, though. <laughs> I'm a big Duke. Duke Hudson sounds great. Joe Gacy. I mean, it's oh, all. Joe just, Gacy's great. <laughs> it's all just a bit, you know, it's not. It's Joe, not ex- Joe Gacy's named after a murderer like surely that's a surely that's a plus i know i know but it's just it's just normal
3: names you know what i mean you want you want something that you want gimmicky you want i'd love it if they went to the breakout tournament and there was someone now well, this is just off the top of my head, but if someone's dressed up as some sort of fireman gimmick or just just something different, you know, it's all just like create a wrestler. John has officially
4: joined the 80s. Everyone just take him, put him inside that loony bin and let's stop him from painting any more modern wrestling with this lunacy.
3: Right, right. I just want something different. It's like all we get now is like create a wrestler and two K. That's all we seem to get with this NXT. This
4: doesn't mean that we want fireman gimmick though. Nobody wants oh, a fireman oh, I'm gimmick.
3: just sorry, sorry, Alex, I just
2: pulled out the fireman gimmick out of the box of gimmicks, you know. Just <laughs> You're some... also losing sight, John, of the fact that in about six months all of these people will only have one name rather than two. It's very true. So, yeah, it's very Giro, Gacy, Briggs, Hudson.
3: Um, but no, it's just it's just a bit boring. Like I say, it's a bit kind of creating wrestler. You know what I mean? So yeah, not. I mean, I, I think obviously it'll be great, and I think obviously they're all very. I'm sure they're all very well and very talented in the ring because they wouldn't be on telly otherwise. And it, you know, it, but it's just. I think I'm just a bit fed up with the kind of modern it's all great in the ring but there's nothing like going back that's why i'm excited about the grimes early night stuff because it's just a bit different so anyway that's just probably me being old school wrestling fan there and because i'm the oldest on this podcast and you are all indie boys who like that stuff so anyway uh let's also buddy God almighty. I like, now, talking about gimmicks and stuff, Hit Row, I really like as a concept. I really like what they're kind of doing there. I like, you know, we had this the kind of studio vignettes. I like the fact that Swerve's got the belt on him because it gives them, you know, it just gives them that credibility. However, fuck me. And I went on a bee bit, man. Jesus, there was about 10 minutes of them rapping. And in all honesty, not all of them are exactly Snoop Dogg. Um, Like... to be fair see Swerve really good, really good, but some of the other and it was just all, a, am I old? It was all just a bit of a noise. They were all just kind of talking.
0: Oh, John's complaining about the hip-hop, he's complaining about the gimmick.
3: No, no, I'm not Jim Cornette, I'm honestly, I'm not Jim Cornette, but it is, yeah. it, is, it is, it's like it was just all a bit
2: shouty. They were shouting over each other and it was just a bit noisy and just a John, bit... John is uh, pulling the same card that if anybody's read the story this week about when Alistair Black showed Vince McMahon the song that he wanted to <laughs> <laughs> and Vince mcmahon's like that just sounds like noise but what do i know i'm a 76 year old guy <laughs> Whatever it was. His I, I tell you
3: what <laughs> talking of noise was zoe stark's team i i think that's new and we only got to hear about 10 seconds of it and then once you won the match it's a belt of that by the way but yeah i think just you know keep it simple keep it short you know and it'll get over, you know, but it they, they went on for ages, and you're just like, Jesus, they're all having a shot at rapping and
2: just oh, changing the beats. So, somebody's watched Platinum Max Castle and went, that stuff's good, let's do more yeah. of that. Yeah. But so you wanted
1: more gimmick, and you got more gimmick, and now you're complaining
3: that you got more gimmick. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not honestly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, so, yeah, just... Keep it short, keep it simple. Good, good, good. That's how we want to keep it. Um, and uh, before we go to the final over, let's quickly have a little flash to Fashion Corner because we've not done that yet. Dakota Kai, either wear the jacket or don't wear the jacket. Uh, our new gimmick thing seems to be, our jacket seems to be half off. Come on, on or off? It's, it just looks
2: silly, doesn't it? A jacket half on, half off. It's too, too warm for a jacket, but too cold to not wear a jacket. This is one of the... It's, yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, I mean, football as well. Really short sleeves and gloves, <laughs> or, like... or 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 when you you know you're uh, sleeping at night and it's
3: too warm, outside and you have a half a leg out the sheets and half a leg in the sheets. So it's uh, kind of like kind of like that. Um, headbands again, just a no-no on me. I mean, I get it if you're a heel, but Candice LeRae was sporting a headband. Just no, get headbands in the bit Has any other wrestler ever looked good in a headband? Fucking oh, Billy,
0: Bobby
3: last oh, night.
2: Bobby Lashley does not look good in a headband. He looks so much better. He looks
0: good. terrific. He looks beyond good. Looks- I like
2: how we, how we started the show with John mentioning having sympathy for you know England and the team, and now he's just called Jack Grealish a heel.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh... No, exactly. There you go, Jack Grealish. He's been a headband as well. Yeah, so get the headbands in the bin. But O'Reilly's ring gear. Uh, really impressed by it. I Have to Check that out if you can. It's, it's kind of blue camouflage. He's pretty smart. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, so, yeah, let's go over to our final put over. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to Tegan Knox's return. I think I have to. Um, just, you know, she's had such a hard time. We've had vignettes running uh, throughout the last couple of weeks on NXT where kind of charge going up. And she made her return uh, in the ring, um, taking on, well, turning up during the tag team championship match. Uh, and interrupted uh, the match and there uh, that was a uh, zoe stark and, and i got the win on that one so yeah um really really good i really enjoyed the event really enjoyed watching it i like how they do these kind of pay-per-views on television now and pay-per-view feels to it so yeah i think they always put together really like nxt so well put together i think i've talked about that about how they kind of all the show, how they, they tease into next week, how there's so much that Rock could learn from it, I think. Um, but yeah, I still think, still, and I still would like to cut it down my about half an hour and take it to an hour and a half show, but that won't happen. But yeah, um, didn't talk about the main event, Cole, Riley, not as good as the first match. And obviously I think that sets up the rubber match as well now. Uh, so it's 1-1 in that. But yeah, match of the night for me, I'm going to give it... I can't give it to Grimes versus LA Knight as much as I like. I just feel like I, that would just, you know, that would just be me being uh, biased. But so I'm gonna give it to the tag team match that opened the show. NXT does tag team matches really, really well um as opposed to the main roster. Um, MSK interesting to see what they're gonna do with them. Are they going heel? Um it looks that way. They 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 finish with a small package. I, I should have worried that as well. I fucking hate a small package finish. Uh, so it looks like they could be going heel, uh, and Thatcher Champa, um, just big brutes, and they're really jealous of the tag team. So, yep, um, looking forward to see what happens there with the tag team division. Team and that is my match of the night, Alex. We'll do I you drive home? Do you want to
4: give it to the boys for smack down and I'll be back in 5 minutes? Yeah, that would be
3: great because yeah, it does <laughs> I'm glad you've got home safely. Fantastic. You high up we'll get you back in to do um EW in a bit. Let's go to the boys our new age mark Law tag team of Bronze Chill and Rico and let's come to Bronze Chill first and let's get your first put over of the night sir.
5: Um, So I'll probably put over Cesaro versus Rollins. Um, It was another great match between them. Um, Cesaro got busted open on the top turnbuckle. Rollins hit a very nasty-looking DDT on the ramp. Um, The finish came where Cesaro almost got counted out, and then uh, Rollins hit him with a curb stomp. But I'm going to go back to Fashion Corner, and it's the same for two weeks in a row. Seth Rollins, get your silver leather jacket in the
2: bin. It's shite.
0: (laughs) My favourite thing about that whole
2: match was the commentary Yeah, Kevin Owens on commentary was I mean the match was incredible anyway But Kevin Owens on commentary just added so much to it mm-hmm.
3: Can I see while well, I'm in Fashion Corner just now um, Can we just talk a little bit about uh, Brock Lesnar's ponytail? <laughs> what are we keep? Are we are we happy with the Brock Lesnar ponytail? This was trending on Twitter. I was like, "Oh wow, Brock Lesnar's trending." Wonder why he's trending for? Is he coming back? Quite into it. It's all about his ponytail. Just Is in case,
2: uh, yes, it, it looks like Alex Hammerstone from MLW, if anyone's familiar with him, yeah. or a bit like Mordecai even as well. It's more um, like but, a top knot, I would say, more like a top knot. Just in case, on the off chance Brock Lesnar is listening to this podcast, I'm going to say I love it. Right,
3: okay.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: I love it. Yeah, We're all bored with your ponytail, Brock. Honestly, <laughs> we really are. Uh So yeah, well, uh, we all Google Brock Lesnar's ponytail or whatever at home. There we go. They can see that the ponytail. Brock Oh was wow! He was cooking. He was doing something with meat.
2: He was doing something very manly with meat. And um, Brock Lesnar probably supported the, he the his bearded ponytail. butchers. Whereas it was with two guys called the bearded butchers who wear hairnets nets around their beards and smash up meat. And he was also smash up. Meat manly,
3: manly that but he that did guy. have a ponytail. So um let's go over to your uh, let's go for your first buddy then, Rico.
0: It's a really short one. Um I feel like it's I don't I don't come from Glasgow. Uh, I come from Edinburgh, but I do mm. have a really big bug there with people who say Glasgow. Instead of Glasgow, yeah, it happens all the time, and I'm disappointed to hear Edge saying it. And I d- I didn't know that a Glasgow grin was when they put a, a pipe into someone's mouth and stretch it back. I, I don't know what that what that was about. To be honest, the, wh- why why was the Edge talking about Glasgow on SmackDown? <laughs> Fuck knows <laughs> <No> <laughs> clue. He, he just he uh, he like he showed a picture of Roman Reigns getting the, the chair pipe in his mouth then of Jimmy Uso and he just said ah yeah the you know the Glasgow grin and I don't know I think he maybe forgot his lines or something and just tried to <laughs> <Like, laughs> like, big, big end of inside the ropes edge I'll
2: mention that there you there go. Go. He's, he's been That's here probably and, why. And maybe it was so. a match to you guys yeah it might know. have been
0: <laughs>
3: there you go Well, yeah, but yeah, that does really annoy you. I remember being at a a house show when um, Seth Rollins was just in the ring and just going
2: Glasgow it was when Triple H joined the Shield that time when um, Roman Reigns was, I it, mean, was injured some heel move if I was for America and I knew how much that pissed off people for, for Glasgow I would uh, I would be saying it every two seconds oh, was I don't the think time, it's accidental though. he oh, was at at the right, time, I, for goodness I, sake I, I,
3: mean. I, I know so uh, yeah that that really does your heads learn for, if you're listening come September remember it's Glasgow okay right let's go to your First buddy Broadshill.
5: So, because of this required training at the performance center, Bailey is now injured. She was the absolute MVP of the Thunderdome era, if you want to call it that. Um, she's going to be missed. And I just feel that they should put her on commentary while she's out. But on the positive side, I'm going to put over the fact that we've now got Shotzi, Tegan Knox and Tony Storm coming to SmackDown. So, a big loss, but three new gains. So, yeah, that'll be great. I'm so very surprised,
3: um, Gary, you may have more of an insight in this, that I think the Raw women's division is struggling a bit at the moment, and I was very surprised to see Shotzi, Teagan, and Tony Storm being mentioned for Smartdown.
2: I'm not sure, because I think we've mentioned it with the, the kind of Raw sides, Well, there's a lot of bodies there and the, the storylines are kind of getting cut down ever so slightly, because I think they've got too much and no much going for it, like in terms of, you know, we've got Eva Marie do drop stuff, we've got the Nikki Cross stuff, Alexa Bliss, and then that's not even counting your, you know, your Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Naomi, all the kind of names. I think it always made sense that they'd add a wee bit more to SmackDown, because... SmackDown is where most of the released superstars have came from. I think. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. not that a lot of them are getting used anyway. Um, but I think that did always need that wee boost. And then if you've got, even though they can go elsewhere, if you've got Natalia and Tamina on that show, I guess it makes sense. I think it's a better fit because I mean. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that Raw's terrible because I will get into that, and I actually think it's it's looking good now. Um, but I think if you were one of those superstars, you would rather be going to SmackDown. So yeah, of course. <laughs> I think of course. aye, that's, that's we, probably good for them that they're going there.
3: I mean, Sa- Sasha's just kind of disappeared at the moment since WrestleMania, really, hasn't she?
2: She was back at the PC and the, the required training that Bailey got injured in. Um, she, I don't think she was part of the, the, the incident, obviously, um, but she was at the PC again, and that's obviously first time she's been spotted since WrestleMania, I think. And um, she was at the ESPY Awards, where her and Bianca are got the awards for the best WWE moment um, right. of the year. So. Yeah. I, think
0: she's, I
5: think she's advertised for Madison Square Garden yeah. in six weeks. Right,
2: so a lot of people were thinking she would be the replacement for uh, for this weekend, but obviously, obviously not. And I think, I mean, you'd, if it seems that obvious, you maybe don't want it to be that. You'd rather it maybe come back as a wee surprise beforehand at some point, maybe yeah. running or something. So,
3: yeah, interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Rico, what have you got for your put over?
0: Another fairly short one um, because we're at Money in the Bank season. I'm going to revisit Money in the Bank from last year. And our winner from last year, Otis, obviously, and his his whole uh, his journey with that money in the bank briefcase wasn't very good. But looking at him now, I'm disappointed that he wasn't his current incarnation last year, because I feel like they might have been able to done, do something a bit better. And I'm, I'm getting more and more interested in where they're going with Otis and Gable and the Alpha Academy now. Um, because this is starting to look like a proper machine. He's unfortunately he's got rid of his hair, which I thought I, know, I thought it looked cool with it anyway. But now he just looks like an absolute monster. Now it looks like he could really start to take some scalps. And uh, when uh, Gable and Otis had a promo, I, I forgot who the tag team champions were for a second, and I had to remind myself. And I thought, well, just give it to those, give it to those two. Put it on Alpha Academy and start having them up, go up against everybody. Build them up and build the tag team division around those two. And I think you could probably yeah. start to get back on track.
3: Isn't it amazing that year on, you're thinking Otis is a heel, you know, out, out with, not with Tucker either. And you're, you're you're really thinking he looks better than he did this time last year. Ah,
0: yeah, it, didn't, it didn't even really take much. Just yeah. basically a haircut. <laughs> <And then> just... <laughs> <laughs> a shave and a haircut, and he's healed up. Then, watch What's
5: uh, watch match tonight, gents? Probably go with Shotzi and Tegan versus Natalia and Tamina. It was quite short. Um, Shotzi won with the ball pit, but my one problem with Shotzi is WWE need to really watch out with having the taking care of business and TCB plastered everywhere, because if Elvis catches that and their family... It'll be a lawsuit, so...
3: <laughs> I hope you're listening, WWE lawyers. Um, Rico, do you agree? What have you got?
0: Um, I, I I thought uh, Cesaro and Seth Rollins was a great match, but going back in the tag team match there, there was a, a bit at the start where Shotzi was riding a tank down and shot the missile, and it was like a ball hair away from Tamina's face. <laughs> they they did like an action replay, and it was like, I don't know, centimetres away from hitting her square in the bus. <laughs> That's funny, but probably Cesaro be uh,
3: Yeah, yeah, you can't look beyond be on that. Brilliant, boys. Um, let's welcome back to the show. Uh, we've had him on the MA, and now he should be live from his bedroom. It's Alex, who's here to do AEW, and he's
4: here, live from his room. I might have not been in my room for once. You didn't know that.
0: <laughs> well, there I could have been there. anywhere. Fuck's sake.
4: Giving my game away. Well apologise for the earlier sound quality. I hope this is uh, slightly more acceptable.
3: It is. It That's is sounded fine. a lot better. Sounded a lot better. So how how was start, your drive? What what was the best bit about your drive across town?
4: Uh, it was until the motorway decided to get very, very busy. Or it was actually once I got off the motorway and got into the part of the town where I live and I could actually drive again, which was lovely. Lovely. Fantastic. What have you got for us Alex? Well my heart's been broken this week. So oh after the big finale of last week's Dynamite playing us that lovely video package and all this talk of being on the road. They're going back to Daly's place in three weeks. What the fuck? <laughs> Bastards. Like, and then, so that broke my heart. And then we got to the main event, right? Nick Jackson shaved off his mustache. Oh, one <laughs> One week. One week. That's all I got of Nick Jackson's marvelous mustache. I was very upset. Very upset. But the Bucks did wear sp- appropriate wrestling street clothes and got the jorts on, so... That kind of made up for it, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the mustache, George
3: is definitely heal,
4: I would say. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. almost definitely. So, let's, let's let's talk about fashion. We're talking about it. So, let's talk about Mister Andrade del Idolo. So, Andrade had his in-ring debut this week. It was actually a really good match with him and Andra- with him and Matt Seidel. I do think those two should have a hair versus hair rivalry, only because they have the same hairstyle. So, if that happens, I'd like some kind of. Reverberation, whatever it is you get for ideas, but his entrance attire. Now, I think that's maybe the black mask from Batman, but of all of the cool kind of entrances we've seen, that one just didn't really hit the spot for me, unfortunately. I feel kind of bad saying it, it just felt a bit, it's a bit flat, it was a little bit flat. So, he can't even get this week's Fashion Corner award, which is a bit of a shame because oh. that because we all know where that goes because we had a bit of a surprise debut this week. so i think this has to be a slight berry and a put over and i think for this berry i have to hand this to john as i think john has brought up this berry earlier on this week yeah i on the I'd, i watched the Malik,
3: I, I watched the debut of alistair black on AEW, right and i was just I, was, I had to message immediately the guys in the group chat and go what the hell are we calling him so immediately we had this debut of you know oh that's tommy end that's tommy end i wrestled him in germany and then they suddenly turned and called him Malachi Black. And then it's, oh, but it's Tommy Ends. No, it's Malachi. What the hell? Just.
4: I think Xavier, Xavier Excalibur maybe forgot that they'd renamed him. Maybe. Potentially. Do you think
3: that's what's happened? it has been I, an honest mistake.
4: Should I think we- so. Because if you think about everyone else, everyone else has come back to their traditional indie, indie name. You've got John Moxley, you've got Brody Lee, they just revert back. You've got uh, Matt Cardona as well. So. Or is that just his real name? I don't know. It's irrelevant. So, but he's the first one who's come into AEW with a new name. So yeah. they have maybe just got really used to calling wrestlers by their older name, which is a bit of a shame. But... I we'll think the about-
2: annoyance there is that for him to know the name in terms of... I mean, obviously, we'd know why he knows the name in terms of everything being a shoot. But if, if we are to believe that he knows that name because he's seen the video on Alistair Black or Malachi Black or Tommy N's Instagram and Twitter and stuff... If they maybe just referenced that afterwards and said, "Oh, I seen that he's, you know, <laughs> I seen that he's got a new name because I seen this vignette." That like, obviously it's kind of fucking breaking the fourth wall, but otherwise it just seemed a little bit dumb. That I think like, you'd have needed. Oh, here's his name. Now.
4: <laughs> you'd have needed Jr. or Tony to come up with that. And no offense to Jim, I don't think Jr. is coming up with that off the bat, off the back of his bat. Let's be <laughs> I'll, honest.
3: I'll have to ask Grado's permission, but Grado had his views on the the Malachi Black vignette saying anyone can do that shite I was believed his his words were he just said i hate this shit," and anyone can do it and i challenged him to make a malachi black style promo and he has sent it to me so i'm going to ask you if we could put it up on the patreon uh, patreon.com slash uh, i'll send it to you boys so you can see it but yeah um he, he created his very own malachi black uh, vignette which I'll, i can <laughs> will hopefully get up onto the patreon so you can you can check
4: it out sorry alex continue no it's all right i've this has been a bit all over the place Anyway, so it's fine. So for those that missed it, uh, once Alistair Black, once Tommy End, now Malachi Black debuted in AEW. What I didn't realise was he actually put the promo package out beforehand which was a surprise to me. And he essentially has turned up in his continuation of the Dark Father character from WWE, which is just a terrific idea. So I'm, I'm yeah. so for it. And it's the no. fact he's got the eye as well. It's continuation in wrestling between different companies. Yeah, and the, can-
2: best, the, the absolute best part of all of that is because he's non-compete due to a clerical error was only 30 days. WWE have essentially just promoted his new character accidentally. So they've put all this money into all these vignettes and production for him to just take it elsewhere
4: and be money elsewhere. It's, I like <laughs> it's the way he's, even, he's still the same guy as well as he's still not wearing socks with those dress shoes. And that's a very <laughs> Alistair Black thing to do. Uh, I think dropping him with Cody's actually a good is a good starting point because I'm not sure if Cody's meant to be a heel or a face just now, and so it'll be nice to kind of like it'll be a nice kind of guess in that first match about which one is going to be the heel and which one's going to be the face in that rivalry going forward. Just I do, I do love that concept. It's like stealing someone's homework, isn't it?
3: That's that's basically what AEW have done. They've basically stole. They've basically jumped the uh, WWE in the playground, snabbed their homework, and handed it in as their own. Love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs>
4: yeah. Another. So I was I was going to give my put over to Miss Baker, which she's going to get a semi put over for her Saudi joke. If anyone didn't hear it, yes. Yeah, what so so your t- body's
2: face was a picture when she said oh, it was? was real. <laughs> it was
4: terrific. Just just the mention of Saudi blood money was was hilarious. Ten points, Brit and. This whole Reba acting in the background of Brit, I I don't think I could watch a Brit promo without it now, as I think it's terrific. So such is life. But onto the actual pullover, which was how good was MJF and Jericho in the ring together with the microphone. Although the fact that Jericho was wearing high tops and the fact he's 50 wasn't great, but he was dropping mom jokes. And the highlight had to be the MJF line that was, you started talking about Greek mythology and something to do with it's ironic because you're nicknamed the Demo God and you're not even in the demographic anymore. So <laughs> 10 points MJF. And again, he kind of came back and it was the continuity as well because he was bringing up the the challenges that Moxley made, that Jericho made Moxley go through. So all tying together in the beautiful, beautiful way it stood. But the final put over of the evening, because I'm getting an extra one because I forgot to mention him. Is fucking this his name, Dan Lambert, the UFC guy.
2: Oh, cutting the best promo in AEW history. It was
4: so (laughs) he was he was so on point. Like he just it came out of nowhere. They were just interviewing the UFC guys. Is it Dan Lambert or Dan Lambrin or something like that?
2: Lambert, I think. Like I don't even know what
4: he is. I'm assuming he's a promoter slash trainer of some variety. So
2: I think he's he's a I I think he was like a, a coach, but I'm sure he's a former fighter as well. I would assume he must do, yeah, he But must he
4: essentially be. just came in and called wrestling shit and said, you're all watching a piece of shit. Stop watching this crap. Get it off my television. And then came out and got a blackout from Lance Archer. It was just terrific. It was just on the money. I loved it. It was great. He's a former
2: professional ice hockey player.
4: Wow, really? Can we get Chris Jericho's dad versus Dan Lambert next week? <laughs> Actually, don't do that. Let's. That would be terrible. Let's not do that,
2: I seen. Um. I, I think it was Alfred Kanua from uh, Forbes had put up a wee theory that um it would be great if they continued this and had Dan Lambert who's talking about everything that AEW should be and isn't and all that, bringing in Braun Strowman. Which would be great. Like, that great, would just yeah. uh, that would be uh, a brilliant way to go with. It. I was just no, trying no,
3: to think: is there a wrestler called Butler, and we could have Lambert versus But No, no.
2: I
4: don't know if that's going to fly in the states, mate. It's not nah, going to be, it going be as funny as it's over here, like. <laughs> That's it. Hey, have you watched your match tonight, then, Alex? I'm going to be. I'm not going to give it to the Bucks because I always give it to the Bucks. Yeah. And let's give it to yeah, a lead low versus Side down. I quite enjoyed it. It was nice to see. I just quite enjoyed seeing Andrade back in the ring, to be honest. And that's kind of yeah. my main. Point.
3: I'd heard a few mixed reports that I think the internet was kind of split on on that match.
4: It, I mean, it wasn't the best match. I think I was, as I said, I was just, just happy to see Andrade. Andrade again. Yeah, personally,
3: fair enough. Fair enough, and I just
4: I just don't want to give it to the Bucks. They win it all the fucking time, even though it totally was the match of the night. I just don't want to keep giving it to them. That's, right, all. that's fine. That's fine. Thank
3: you, Alex. Uh, finally, let's go to Gary. And as much as he saw Raw last
2: night, what you got for us, Gary? I'm starting with uh, match of the night. I need to turn that around and start with match of the night because there's nothing that has excited me in wrestling probably this year more than this being a match that happened on Raw. Prince Puma versus Johnny Mundo. Um, <laughs> Well, different names, obviously, <laughs> but uh, we had a Lucha Underground rematch on Raw, um, John Morrison v Ricochet. And I'll be honest, I skipped through most of Raw because I didn't watch it live last night because it's it's been a bit rubbish up until about three weeks ago and I'm still on that thing where crowds are back next week. So, I mean, uh, what was the point in watching it live last night? Um, so, I skipped through most of it, but that match was superb. Um, absolutely brilliant. I mean... I, I think I put over a John Morrison match last week in a ricochet match two weeks ago or something around yeah. that. Um, so I'm just going to enjoy watching them while we're putting them on TV in good matches, and it was just a brilliant match to watch. It um,
3: was that another, another, another count-out one, wasn't it? After The, I,
2: the, spot, the, the spot he
3: did was a couple of weeks ago where he, he jumped the, and the, basically closing him off the, the barricade. It was
2: incredible. So what was the spot this week? It was uh, involving, I believe, a ladder two settings. Mick Foley put it up because he also praised the match, Um, but it was from sorry, not a ladder what I'm talking about, it was from the top of the the turnbuckle to the outside onto a ladder so oh. uh, I, absolutely brilliant, but it was just I mean, I I think I, I've mentioned that Fashion Corner Ricochet's gear is shite now but it's amazing that you're getting to see him on TV most weeks and in matches where people they can put on good matches with um, so I that was absolutely brilliant. Although saying that, Mick Foley was putting out everything because I've just went back and he's putting all the Rhea Ripley and Natalya matches, well, which was also good, but I, I skipped through that one. Um, but I've not... I, I good that Gary like,
4: skipped it, obviously. So
2: I, I feel like I'm nothing if I'm not an optimist, um, even though I've just buried a match that I've not seen. Um, but <laughs> for me, we're going back to, to crowds next Raw. So... I don't want to be harsh in terms of anything. So I'm only going to do a half berry for this week and then mention a few things I enjoyed. My half berry is just Bobby Lashley getting pinned. And I get it. And it, it kind of came full circle at the end of the show. And I think Bobby Lashley cutting probably the best promo Bobby Lashley has ever cut in his life. Um, but I still don't like seeing him getting pinned like three days before he's going to be defending it or five days before he's going to be defending his championship. Just, you know, that old-school thing where do, do you really need to have him getting pinned to get that point across? Surely there's something else you can do. You can have him win the match and then, you know, Kofi gets the, the better him. Maybe be hard to do with faces and heels and stuff. But I just didn't really like that. But, I mean, if that's the, the thing that I disliked the most about the show, probably wasn't a too bad a show, even though I skipped through most of it. Um, things that I liked, and again, I'm just circling back to things that I've liked in the past that came together uh, this week. Nikki Cross and Riddle and a wee backstage segment uh, was absolutely brilliant. I, I mean, that, Riddle's just doing good stuff to do anyway. I, I think I, in terms of people I'm enjoying on WWE television, Riddle was definitely up there, and Nikki Cross now, Nikki Ash is definitely up there. I even didn't hate... <laughs> we get a, Alexa's Playground segment with Eva Marie Dude Doodrop, who I will mention as Doodrop, because she's changed her Twitter handle to that now, um, with on, Alexa Bliss. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I do think it will change back eventually, but I don't really care because, I mean, what's in a name? Even though John hates all the NXT names, what's in a name? It'll be forgotten a bit soon. Um, but even that was okay. I, like, there wasn't really anything bad and I expected it to be a, quite a bad show because I'm gonna probably going to phone it in because we're getting to the end of the Thunderdome era and we're going to have live crowds next week. It actually seems more like they used it as a transition because we got that Alexa Bliss thing, but it seems like they're at least minimising the things that were a bit shite about it in the past. I think that's because they've
4: realised that they can't do it so easily now with crowds?
2: Yeah, I think both that they can't do it so easily and they realise that what they were doing would probably not get a good reaction. Um, and I, th- I think they're just actually getting it and realising what might go down badly with crowds and what might not go down. I mean, saying that, I, I i might have missed it but jackson Riker, i don't think was on the show him being face making no good well with crowds um but i i just think they're doing the stuff right in terms of that i love the nick across stuff i love the riddle stuff even all the builds to the women's money in the bank match i thought was okay even though it was yet again one of the throwing the giller, let's just fucking fire everything into one wee segment and hope, it, hope it plays out all right um that was all good but uh i just i all right show um which again we'll say in terms of how it was three weeks ago I'll take an all right show any day of the week because it leaves me thinking that next week might be an all right show in front of a crowd that wants to see any wrestling and it might be a good show uh, but I I think that the main takeaway that I'm uh, that I'm going to say is that it's brilliant to see Kofi Kingston back in the title picture even though he's probably not going to win the title. Uh, if it does, brilliant. But I mean, I think it's brilliant to see him back in the title picture and the way that they actually booked it. Because while I hated the, the Xavier Wood... I, I didn't hate Xavier Wood's pinning Lashley because I like seeing Xavier Wood's then well. But while I didn't like seeing Lashley take the pinfall, they've actually built that match up to have some kind of intrigue rather than just here's a filler match between noon and SummerSlam, which is what these matches normally at Money in the Bank. Uh, and I, I do think that that's going to be intriguing. And so- we're getting MVP and Lashley in some. We kind of hope they're not going to split them, but we're getting them in something that's intriguing as well. So it was just a intriguing orange show. Decent go home before uh, Money in the Bank, huh? Ah, although it's still it's kind of weird now because SmackDown's technically the, the go home. So I mean, Raw, yeah. it's always like, ah, but it, it was decent enough. There wasn't anything that was really, really bad. And I think that's a victory nowadays in Raw. <laughs> so, Wait. Is Money in the bank
4: crowds are as Money in the Bank Thunderdome.
2: Money in the Banks crowd for, yeah, I think yeah. uh, Raw last night was I so uh, wait, There's my berry They did not do the idea That uh, was brought up on the show Last week And wreck the Thunderbolt
4: oh, Well you still got Smackdown for that
2: yeah, And we also got The gender taken again uh, We got Jinder Mahal On his bike Which is uh, what we all Want to see Jinder taker's amazing <laughs> uh, What's your match tonight like, Gary? it was definitely that uh johnny mundo versus prince puma Ricochet um, ricky Rick versus john morrison 100 yeah. percent just they, they could be it and, and i would like it i'll bet it'll be interesting what spots they do at money in the bank i'll be uh
3: definitely worth watching and um, brilliant so uh that's it for this week in wrestling, boys thank you very much the challenger will arrive next week hopefully in the form of ryan uh we'll see how that goes in the one-on-one smackdown battle uh you know, against Rico. He's playing for your pride as well, Paul. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, we our best
0: friends.
3: Yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, but, listen, thanks very much for that, guys. And if you want to get your buys and put overs, you can do that to Grado and Rab on the main show. You can do that at Wrestling Daft on Twitter, Wrestling Daft Podcast on Insta, or just plain old Wrestling Daft on the Book of Face. So, um, watching Netflix without using Express VPN, it's a wee bit like, you know, watching a wrestling pay-per-view when you only get the main event, right? Because using the Express VPN, and Alex, you know this, it lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They've got about 100 different server locations across the, the, the world, so you can access thousands of new shows. And it works also with loads of streaming services like BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and a lot more. Now, you can basically, with Netflix, Alex, Now I'll always come to you on this one, you can access Japanese Netflix. And what do you get on Japanese Netflix, Alex?
4: You get all of the ridiculous things. I was quite, they, you used to get really good Japanese game shows on them that, you know, when you've got all your friends around and you just want something on the screen in the background? Yeah. They, they just put that on all the time. It was terrific. You know, there was stupid shit like the, the Slippery Stair game where people just slip down it because they're all covered in lube. It's terrific. So it's not just for the anime nerds. There is some also epic Japanese content up there. And the Japanese cooking shows, they don't make any sense, but they've got subtitles. And it looks the food looks
3: amazing. So yeah, you can check out things like that on the Japanese uh uh Netflix. And apart from that, on ExpressVPN you should choose them as opposed to other VPN sites because you're gonna get really fast speeds, uh, the streaming HD with zero buffering, compatible with all your devices, your phones, your laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and it encrypts your data. So you're not gonna have your data access and you can Browse the web securely. That's what ExpressVPN is all about. So be smart. Stop paying the full price for streaming services and only get access to a fraction of their content. Like Netflix, you pay your £14 a month. You only see the UK stuff. You could have the whole world at your fingertips by using ExpressVPN. And we're going to give you a special offer here at Wrestling. After we get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free if you sign up for a year and you can do that at expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling. That's expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling, it's the wrestling news. Doom 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 with Cat Dastey. I think I've actually just ruined the intro because uh, usually I time that out, um, and I think I've just messed it up. So we'll wait and see what happens in the post edit.
2: I I think just keep in whatever you've uh, done there. Anyway. Yeah, Who yeah, needs yeah. fancy jingles? Well, have John just singing an impromptu version of it myself. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um. Let's get into the news
3: then, um, we are recording on Tuesday evening, it is the 13th of July and this is what we've got for you, a couple of wrestlers um, making their way back on into the independent scene after the releases from WWE Gary.
2: Aye, we're at that. I mean, I think this, I say that time, that time is going to come a few times this year because yeah. of the amount of releases we've had, but it's that time but it's three months after releases happening. So we're going to start getting these wee matches filtered out. I know a lot of non-competes have been up already. Chelsea Green got hers a couple of days early and showed up on Ring of Honor a couple of days ago. But we've got a few more people that are going to be wrestling in matches in the next couple of weeks or so. One of which is Buddy Murphy a lot of dream matches out there for Buddy Murphy. One of them, I think, you know, I'm not sure I'd have picked this one, but now that that match has been announced, I'm like, I can't wait to see it. Buddy Murphy versus Brian Cage. Uh, I just think that's going to be great. I'd love to see it in AEW, but it's not happening in AEW. It's going to be happening in a very famous arena, though, the former ECW arena, and it's for Battleground Championship Wrestling, September 18th. Uh, That one's taking place. And then one that, I mean, we are very excited. Keep your buddy Murphy's on this show. We are very excited about the partisan, uh, you know, guests that we've had. We will always take their side. So Axel Tischer, Alexander Wolf, who we had on the show a yeah. couple of weeks ago now, he's having his first match back. Kind of knew where this was going because it's the same way a lot of people that have worked in WWE that are only from America. They, they, well, apart from Buddy Murphy, he's obviously managed to get his visa issues sorted, but a lot of them don't get them sorted. Alexander uh, Wolf had mentioned that he was returning to Germany and that was the plan anyway. So he is going to be in Germany at the WXW um, 20th anniversary show. Promotion he's very familiar with, Ring Camp and all that. You know, it's had Walter had dragon Dragunov. He's got a bit that that. Um, I'm not going to tell you the, the name of the venue because I'm going to struggle to say it, but it's uh, one of Dan Housen's favourite uh, venues because it ends in housing. Um But yeah, Axel Tischer's going to be back there. I think... I'm glad you mentioned as we're recording this because obviously if somebody's to listen to this after a Sunday, there's a good chance to have seen somebody else debut at Impact Slammiversary. So, <laughs> don't know who it's going to be. Oh, do you know Gary? Right. All right. Yeah. No, yeah. I actually don't because I thought a couple of months ago that it was going to be Samoa Joe because that was the rumblings yeah. that I'd held And then obviously that went right out the window. Um, so, there's, so point there's to going to be some. From, point I, to don't be
3: nice, so.
2: I will tell you the one match that I don't think we're going to get that happening in, Diona Perrazzo's an open challenge. And a lot of people are saying, you know, Chelsea Green has just turned up at Ring of Honour. I'm going to take a wild guess there and say Gail Kim. It's going to be the 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 person that's confronting the Hawks. There's been a wee bit of rumblings there, um, but could be anybody because you know we've got Peyton Royce, we've got uh, Billy Kay, you've got Ruby Riot, and all that that are good to go. You've got a hundreds of people that are free agents, so I maybe it's going to be a Buddy Murphy. Maybe it's going to be an Axel Tischer, probably less likely, but yeah. I think we're definitely going to get some surprises at Slamiversary as well. So interesting, exciting time of year. Do we, I mean I looked, I read the article. Do, do
3: we know what Buddy Murphy? i presumably he's not going under Buddy Murphy, is he? No idea
2: yet So um, All these merch That he's released so far Has just said um, Secret no more Which I don't think That'll be his name I think it will be his nickname But I'm sure he's Like his real name is Matthew Uh, And the only reason that I don't actually know his surname, I'm just going to check that. But the reason that his name being Matthew is interesting is because of what happened with Alistair Black on AEW. So he's obviously still selling his eye injury, which I love because, you know, selling it across promotions. But in his vignette before he debuted for AEW, he'd mentioned somebody called Matthew. He retweeted a Buddy Murphy tweet about wanting a match for him and just wrote Matthew full stop. And Buddy Murphy's real name is Matthew Adams. So, yeah. that's quite interesting, but I, I don't even know what Buddy Murphy was called before. Matt Silva. I uh, was going to say it was called something that was quite interesting, but it was Matt Silva before he was in yeah, WWE, yeah. so no idea if he'll go back to that, but all he's meant so far just says secret no more. We're selling the Battleground poster. His ad-
3: advertising was, it's, it's Brian Cage versus Buddy Murphy. Buddy what, Murphy, aye, but, well, which I don't think
2: is going to be allowed. No, Cara <laughs> of- got some heat for that, as uh, as they said on this show as well, so uh, I don't think he's going to be... Anyway, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see what comes
3: back up. Um, the WWE draft, we are expecting that to happen sooner
2: rather than later, but it looks like it's gonna be later now. Aye, so this is one of the ones that now makes more sense. Um, because I think when we originally mentioned this, and yet again the update has come for the same person the original news came from, who is Andrew Zarian uh, who's part of the Matt Men podcast, that's on you know the F4W1 Dave Meltzer's massive empire is under that umbrella. Um, so he had broken the news originally, Andrew Zarian, and they would said uh, end of August, start of September. And then that was just before the, you know, the, the WWE announced their UK tour, which has SmackDown Superstars has them named. And it's like, well, cards are always subject to change, so that could change. But I think we noted on this show that it was a wee bit earlier than it normally is because the draft normally comes in October. Sometimes yes. you get one in April as well, or a Superstar Shake-Up comes in April, but normally comes in October, and now it seems like it's going to be in October, because he said that um, he's been told now 4th of October, which would be the season premiere of Raw. Obviously, it will probably be across two shows, so probably it'll be the SmackDown before, and then the Raw, or the Raw, and then the SmackDown. But a wee bit later, which means that when SmackDown comes here, we're probably going to end up with Roman Reigns, and Big e and Sasha Banks, and not Bailey because she's now injured um out for nine months, which is a shame. But it means we're gonna get all these big names, Bianca Belair, and you know, all, all your big names that are on SmackDown you now. So Good news for us in the UK if it's getting delayed, because it means we get the good show that's uh, on the news. <laughs> Absolutely. As long as you don't do that really terrible way they did it the last time with the
3: TV, executives in the rooms, no, I did, come on, get, you know, jazz it up a bit, you know what I mean?
2: Sonia Deville and Adam Pearce, just split them at least for one night and have them fighting over it, but I it was a wee bit. I like it when there's stakes, so I liked at least there lose that much, but... Nah,
3: yeah really. absolutely absolutely uh, and uh, finally some exciting news i didn't realize this was happening until today until i saw this story uh darby allen says he's not in jackass for now i'm not excited the fact that darby
2: allen's not going to be in jackass for i'm excited for the fact they're making another jackass movie <laughs> Aye, so this is an interesting one that's I actually can kind of give you some jackass news that isn't wrestling news because annoyingly Bam Margera isn't he going to be in it which um, oh, he's really? had his fair share ah, he's had a fair share public problems over the past few years yeah. if anybody's uh, I think he get battled by uh, Jack Jester in Glasgow I'm sure Gredo's told yeah, that Gredo Yeah told before. us that on this podcast <laughs> we also <laughs> talked about the fact that that was in reference to the fact that
3: uh, Hulk Hogan confused Hulk Hogan, him yeah. I thought he was had passed away uh, when it was uh, well
2: who was it that passed away Ryan, Dunn. Ryan, Ryan Dunn Ryan
3: Dunn and uh, also our,
2: uh, our favourite Smackdown wrestler Baron Corbin has a Ryan Dunn tattoo because he was quite good friends with Ryan oh, Dunn really? well, um, well, so I can I, I Get you all the obscure jackass facts, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but I this news had came it kind of emerged during um aew a couple of weeks ago, and it was like Darby Allen was gonna be on jackass, but it wasn't really officially announced or anything like that, and it just kind of made its way onto the websites that you know you would normally believe. I think, including inside the ropes, I'm sure we reported on it. Um, and it, it was just you know, a lot of things kind of came together. Steve was been on AEW Dynamite and Darby Allen's been involved in a lot of stuff with Tony Hawk and a lot of different skateboarders. I mean, a lot of the stunts you see him doing in AEW Dynamite, wouldn't they look at a place in a jackass film for a start? Guy has a blatant disregard for his own body. But it came out now that, it, and it could be Keith as you never know, um, but it it's, uh, now it came out in terms of a tweet that he was going to have a cameo in the film, Darby Allen replied to it and said, I ain't in this movie. So a bit disappointing. I don't care, I'm gonna go see it anyway, but the nice wee bonus of Darby Allen's on it.
3: Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, and that is your wrestling news for this week wrestling slash jackass news. i <laughs> ah,
2: jackass, yeah. Jackass. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky
3: in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up
4: quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited
2: by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: So Gary catches up with all the big stars and he gives us the interviews to put on wrestling Daft March Marks. This week, he caught up with the former forgotten son he's not forgotten anymore. It's Wesley Blake.
2: Hi everyone, Gary Cassidy here. Welcome back to Inside the Ropes. Today I'm joined by a man you might know as Wesley Blake, but you're going to know him very soon as something slightly different, Weston Blake. How's it going today?
1: Oh, it's doing great, man. I, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, the sun is shining. Oh, kind of. It's kind of wet over here, but it's doing. Uh, I'm doing very well. We just celebrated Father's Day over here in America, and I got to spend time with the family and the kids and stuff like that. So. Uh, I'm on cloud nine as right now.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll get straight into it because that's one thing that I meant to mention. Well, you know, as it, it Father's Day, I know you are a father. You know, you've you've got kids with someone who fans will know if they know who she is, a former <laughs> tough enough uh, contestant as yeah. well. There's never a good time to be released or to you know lose your job, but getting yeah. to spend some time with a young family might be one of the little silver linings. I want to yeah. ask about the most recent time that we've seen you. And it was, you know, you, you didn't even have a match as far as I know, While part of this faction. It was the, no. the Knights of the Lone Wolf with with Baron yeah. Corbin or King Corbin. Obviously, yeah. that came together, you know, after the Forgotten Son's demise. And it seemed like it came together a little bit out of the blue for people watching. How was it for you? How did you find out about it? And how did you feel when it was pitched to you?
1: So we uh, went... The whole Jackson record uh, tweet happened, and and once we kind of were told like, hey, they're not going to be using the Forgotten Sons anymore. That was actually one of the pitches that uh, Steve and myself pitched towards Creative, saying like, hey, we would like to be paired with Baron Corbin. We feel like uh, we would, uh, you know, add to his already heel persona, and we feel like we could, you know, get some miles out of him. It, it would just be kind of great interaction, and, and I think we can have fun um, working with him. Because, of course, we've known him since NXT days, uh, way back when. And so it was just something that we pitched. We didn't really pitch like the Knights of the Lone Wolf. We just kind of pitched like us being with him, uh, just kind of throwing stuff against the wall. And we found out that December of last year that we were finally going to get paired with them. And uh, Creative came with us with the look that they wanted. Uh, They wanted the clean, uh, shaved look. They wanted us with like the hoodies with uh, uh, suits and stuff like that. They wanted to go to like more modern, um, you know, athletic uh, sports kind of entertainer look. So, and and we were very excited for it. And I know I was very excited uh, to get into work with Corbin and get back on TV and just kind of getting your foot back in the door. You're like, okay, like you, we had some steam. We had some momentum going with forgotten sons, but that got halted. And so, when that stuff happens, you got to try to keep moving forward to try to get your foot back in that door so you can kind of get your momentum back up. And once we started with Baron Corbin, we were very excited because there were some creative plans um, going forward with us working with the Mysterios, which is, you know, uh, you know, one of those dream matches that everyone wishes that they could have because ray mysterio is such a legend and you know uh he could still go in the ring yeah and you know getting to work his son dominic would have been so much fun and i at that time buddy murphy was still involved with that family uh in the storyline wise so we were uh looking forward to that and we were looking forward to getting like some character stuff out there and getting to work some six mans with those with uh, Murphy and the Mysterio family. So it was a very exciting time for us uh, getting our foot back in the door and also getting to work with Corbin, who's just been uh, uh, Mr. Consistent. You know, he's gotten to do some cool stuff back in the day with, uh, with The Rock and Becky Lynch and stuff like that, like he got to share some TV time with. And so and when you're paired with a guy kind of like that, you know, it only helps elevate your level. Uh, and so that was one of the the things that we really liked.
2: Yeah, that was one of those things where I'm like, man, and I know it ended for slightly different reasons than the Forgotten Sons thing, but it's like, what, like, why, why is it ending so quickly? Because we've got so much more that we can do with it. Um, that was yeah. one thing that I wanted to ask about was, you know, how that idea came up. Because one person that I interviewed recently was Chelsea Green, and I know that she said she was just pitching everything she could, you know, throwing yeah. pitches, <laughs> seeing what would stick. Was there anything else that, you know, when you were off TV after the Forgotten Sons thing, was there anything else that you pitched and you're like, man, I really wish that was something that we got to do?
1: Yeah. Uh, so the Corbin thing was uh, a good one. Uh, Chelsea Green as well. We pitched it like a Dukes of Hazard, And of course, wow. her being Daisy and that type of stuff. We pitched that stuff uh, uh, towards creative. We even pitched kind of like um, off the Forgotten Sons uh, we pitched Lacey Evans, kind of like help, like shaping us up, like gotta give us the cleaner look, and kind of turning, turning us uh, us into gentlemen. Uh, we pitched that. We pitched all sorts of ideas. We pitched uh, 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 another crazy idea that we pitched was we uh, Steve and myself we would be part of the kind of the Wyatt family, but not, but we would be part of his uh, Firefly Funhouse. We would be like his. You know his uh pig or his rabbit and like we would actually bring bring to life not only that but we would be like you know real life a uh, pig and rabbit and we would actually wrestle people is kind of what we would say like we would kind of do his dirty work uh and, you know we pitched that and it's it just all sorts of things that we were just throwing uh you know just kind of seeing what's stuck and uh it, it was fun for uh, steve and i just to creatively just kind of hey does this sound good? Does this sound good? And, you know, of course this, back at that time, they would be like, Oh yeah, that sounds good. Go with that. Or they'll be like, no, that, you know, we're, they're doing something else with that person. So it it, it was, when you get told no, you know, it just opens your mind up creatively. It's like, okay, if that's not going to work, maybe we can go here. And you always got to keep you know, the, the wheels turning, so to speak, on trying to get something that may stick or work or something you can just get a grasp of.
2: I almost hate that I asked that question now because they sound like ideas where I'm like, oh, I wish I'd seen that play out on TV. That would have been absolutely (laughs) amazing. (laughs) Particularly the the Bray Wyatt stuff would have been great. Um, So... That's one thing that I also wanted to ask because, I, you know, I interviewed a, a few people that have been released. And the one thing that always yeah. comes up is, you know, the relationship with Vince McMahon. And there's always this thing where people say, oh, I sat outside his office for hours. And some people like I interviewed Sin Cara recently and he said there was no way I was going to sit outside someone's office for hours because they should know how good I am. What were you yeah. like in terms of a relationship with Vince McMahon or Triple H? Was there one, or was it like I need to go through the writing team to to get my ideas heard? Did you have any interactions with Vince?
1: With Vince, no, I didn't. I didn't. Have, uh, I didn't even, this, is, like I said, it was a weird time when we got brought up during the pandemic, yeah. and so when we got we had a meeting with Vince prior uh, that WrestleMania. Uh, that was going to be held in Tampa. We were going to fly at the Connecticut, Riker, Macklin, and myself and get to meeting with Vince and the creative. But, of course, with uh, everything shut down, uh, that got x nayed And so um, they, we just went forward, and they ended up debuting us. But I we, I never got to have a relationship with Vincent Mann. I've, I've never – I think I shook his hands maybe twice. Uh, and that was when I was with the Knights of the Lone Wolf, and he was just telling me a good job. Uh, but other than that, I didn't, there was several times where Steve and I were, um, out, uh, with, with, after the tweet that we tried to have a meeting with him just so, because like you, everyone says, like, you you know, you have to get a meeting or you have to try to build a relationship with Vince McMahon in order to, you know, to get in front of him to kind of see who you are type stuff. Unfortunately, I never uh, got that. I never got to, uh, have a meeting with him or never got to uh, sit with him and talk. All my stuff through Vince was through creative, through a writer, uh, through Bruce Pritchard type stuff, through the creative of SmackDown. And so that's how, I mean, he got to like um, even here or what, uh, you know, what the uh, Wesley Blake is or what Steve Backlund was. Uh, But with Triple H, I I had a a good enough relationship where, you know, um, down there in NXT, he always made himself very visible. He was always out like, uh towards you know at the ring you know going over with finishes or going through entrances with people so he uh even had to grab his ear for uh, a minute or two just to go over a finish or or go over a a creative idea that you had for the group um it it seemed it seemed better that way that you could kind of and plus you had Shawn michaels down there who was his best friend and who was there at the performance center every day and getting to coach and getting to go through um video sessions with him so you kind of got you know uh you know triple h's mind and kind of you know got to see his best friend and kind of see his vision as well so uh, nxt wise it was just very much easier for us to get to uh triple h or at least get into his ear about what we wanted to do or in a creative idea pitch
2: i don't imagine this might just be a straight no was there anything that was pitched to you that you just weren't a fan of and went nope not for me
1: no, uh, like I said, when I, not a lot of stuff got uh, pitched my way. It was actually the opposite. I pitched a lot of stuff yeah. and, you know, it kind of came back. Um, like I said, with Corbin, uh, that was probably the one where I had the, the least input uh, to say. I mean, they, they're like, hey, you're with Corbin. Here's your look. Here's what we want you to do. Here's kind of how we want you to act. And, of course, like I said, I was just at that time i just kind of want to put my foot in the door type thing and so i was just kind of like yeah i'll do whatever you need or never worry you to ask because i remember um i even talked to daniel bryan about it a little bit when we were there and you know he even brought up and say, hey do you think y'all could do like even make this a comedy type thing and steve and i we were more than like, i was like whatever y'all want whatever y'all see uh the Knights of the Lone Wolf being, I think we could be. Um, and so, if we went, y'all wanted us to be comedy and kind of Corbin the more serious, we we can do that. Uh, fortunately, we didn't know that got to play out like that. But I would say Knights of the Lone Wolf was probably like the least uh, input I had on a character or something like that. But most of the other times when you do pitches, you're doing pitches to kind of you know, for yourself and kind of what you see yourself as kind of a character that you're going to come up with. Um, so I, uh, Steve and myself with the Forgotten Sons, I mean, we had a pretty clear idea of what we wanted and, and kind of the, the tone and the theme that we wanted for our tag team. And then WWE or the, the NXT creative would just kind of sprinkle their stuff that like that they wanted. And, you know, they would kind of just like they would work with us in a way to where we kind of got uh, both sides happy.
2: Yeah. I'm thinking that as a man who's been, you yeah. know, you've been a cowboy and you were in, you know, the Blake and Murphy mm-hmm. stuff. You, you seem like a man yeah. who would just do, you know, whatever that they throw your way and then just try and make the most of it. I want, yeah. I, but before we move on to, you know, the, the kind of quick fire stuff, I've got two final questions. One of them is that, you know, you mentioned that you almost worked with Rey Mysterio, but you'd, you know, you have been paired yeah. with Alexa Bliss, Baron Corbin, a lot of massive, massive, massive names. Who is the person in WWE that you learned the most from, whether it's someone you were paired with, you know, on screen or oh, someone that you just went with right. backstage?
1: Oh, man, there is a plethora of people that uh, that I learned from, uh, whether it be in the ring or outside the ring, oh. uh, like whether promo-wise or whatever. Um, you know, uh, like I said, uh, w- with, Alexa, uh, you know, I, I got, to, uh, get paired with her down to NXT, uh, which I think helped transfer her, uh, cause at that time she was a sparkle princess and then she kind of got in there and uh, they liked the attitude change with that. Um, you know, I, I got to work with some, with some great talents, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who uh, was one, one of the, one of the greatest coming out of Japan and not but in the world, I, I'll, I'll never forget, he just had his debut. This is when I knew that Shinsuke was kind of like a, a next-level star. Um, so he just had his debut match with Sami Zayn at TakeOver Dallas. And the next morning was um, a WrestleMania access. And and I don't know if people don't know what that is. But it's basically uh WrestleMania access is kind of like Uh, you get to go in and WWE kind of opens its door to the warehouse, wherever it is. And you can kind of go see merchandise. You get to go see old stuff, but now that you get to kind of see matches. And at that time, NXT put on like just exhibition matches and stuff like that. And so he just had this killer match with Sami Zayn. And then me and him were scheduled to do a match the next day. I want to say that Saturday morning, um, you know, for uh, access at eight o'clock in the morning. So this guy just went out, killed it. And then he had to wake up at six o'clock in the morning to get shuttled over to WrestleMania access. And at eight o'clock in the morning, there's not a lot of people there. And they're just kind of like floundering and looking around and stuff like that. And I'll never forget because I was in the ring and his music hits. And I just remember looking out and people at merchandise stuff just dropped their stuff and just come in waves towards the ring where I swear everyone in Access heard that music and they wanted to go see uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. And that was, it was just a cool moment in time where I was like, oh, wow. And I and I uh, cherish it and I and, and what's great is that he helped me out so much um, in and outside the ring and with stuff like uh, just presentation wise Uh, you know, moves and just kind of like how he set things up. Uh, He was a a great one. Uh, There's several other people. Uh, Tyler Breeze is another one that, even when I first got there, just helped me build confidence and stuff like that and, you know, wrestle how I wanted to wrestle. Um, I would say – Man, you yeah. got people like uh, Dax Hardwood and and, and Cash Wheeler. We were all kind of coming up in the tag division at the same time, and we got to work those guys on live events quite a bit. Uh, we got to learn a lot with a uh, tag team and chemistry and stuff like that. So that was um, they were another team that you know that I learned quite a bit from. Uh, Sean Spears. I got to work with a lot on. Uh, Live events, and I also got to do one of my favorite matches before Brooklyn 2. Uh, that's when I first found out that I was becoming a father uh, before that match. And so it, it holds a special place in my heart. It was just with that, and Sean Spears is very, you know, he's been in the wrestling business for uh, now over, uh, I want to say 20 years or so. Are, are right up there and you know just to his knowledge and of getting to hear stories of when he was back in fcw and his kind of coming up and kind of his perception of the business uh finn Balor, another one finn Balor, samoa joe uh having those two guys in the locker room i mean just just being under that uh knowledge tree of them just kind of getting to tell stories and telling uh, you know kind of their perception of the business and and what they thought um, Bobby Roode, another one that with um, that you kind of connected to, to where you know you you would get to talk to and stuff like that. There, uh, there's just so much more, so many talented people. Even people they brought in just for um, uh, 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 Tommy Dreamer. That they brought in for a little bit uh, down in NXT Rhino and stuff. You know, they brought down you know, in NXT for a little bit. Um, Pac, I got to wrestle Pac a couple times, and he he, he was. Uh, probably one of my favorite opponents to wrestle. I mean, the guy can just do literally anything and everything at yeah. the ring. And, you know, and all his stuff looks so good. And just like his thought and, and process of putting a match together. There, there's just uh, so many talented people. Uh, Enzo and Cass, you know, I, those those two, it was just great. Uh, I mean, they were red hot in NXT at that time, and they really helped Murphy and myself propel to uh, a heel, you know, really quality, um, Quality heel team and really get us uh, generate a lot of heat uh, for for us at that time. Uh, man, I'm pretty sure I, I'm leaving some people out right now because there's so much. But yeah, the great thing about uh, when I was in NXT and even WWE is you, they bring in a lot of talent from all sorts of uh, of different cultures and different um, wrestling styles and stuff like that. So I kind of got to mix in with a little bit of everybody whether it be live events or just, you know, sharing the locker room. And you just kind of get bits and pieces and stuff that you like from, you know, everybody and then kind of molding into your own.
2: Most definitely. I love that you mentioned like essentially an NXT Hall of Fame there. But while you were doing that, yeah. I was I was half concentrating on the names, and the other half of my mind was thinking of how good would an FTR versus Blake and Murphy match be elsewhere now. <laughs> I
1: was uh, like, that, yeah, yeah, that would just be that, a great match. So that, that's the possibilities that, that right now that it can be presented. You know, uh, down the road. You know, obviously Murphy got released, and you know, and uh, which is very sad to hear. He's a super talented uh, athlete. stuff like that but yeah it opens those doors now um yeah because i mean that i mean i you know that was one of we had a couple dark matches on nxt where both teams were kind of getting looked at you know to kind of see who's going to get put on tv and and so and now with you know the way things are and the way you know with ftr they got to you know propel into and to tag wrestling and and murphy and i we kind of got separated and which i feel like we still have a lot of uh you know a lot to give in the tag team you know wrestling world with murphy and myself and you know even um you know steve forgotten sons uh yeah. type reunion where it could be steve and my, myself working a couple of uh, other people as well it's just uh the opportunities and the you know and and stuff for the future is just incredible
2: most definitely One thing that I need to ask, the the tweet has been brought up many times, and I'm sure you'll get asked about it in every single interview. Looking now at WWE, you know, the reason that you guys ended up, you know, Forgotten Sons ended up almost pushed. It seems like you guys were going to be the next SmackDown Tag Team Champions, at least in some form, probably yourself and Steve with Jackson Riker doing his outside the ring stuff. And then that comes to a halt because of a tweet and the one guy that's currently still employed by WWE is Jackson Riker. Do you look yeah. back at that moment, or look looking now and go, "Ah, oh, is there any anger there, or is it just like, oh, these things happen'?" How do you feel about that, looking back on it?
1: Uh looking back on it, it's one of those things that everything happens for a reason. And uh, you know, when, when that tweet happened, uh, Steve and myself messaged him and said, uh, "You know, asked him if he would take it down," and. You know, at that time, he declined. He said, no, I won't take it down. I see nothing wrong with that, uh, that tweet. And so we said we told him uh, up front, just like, hey, well, we're going to kind of put our own opinion out there and kind of separate ourselves a little bit from you, and which he understood. And, you know, I, and I think he didn't, when he set out that tweet, he didn't realize, uh, I think, how big it was going to get uh type thing and and how much momentum or how or I guess how it would stop momentum. And because when that tweet happened, uh Steve and myself, we went into their performance there to talk with Creative and they kind of let us know like, hey, we're gonna let this blow over for about two weeks and then we'll kind of bring you back and you all start going in with the new day. Um, so uh, you know at that time we didn't think the tweet was gonna cause that much damage but then of course a week later Uh, we were told that they're going to go into a storyline with Shazaro and uh, Shinsuke. And, you know, and and I think once that happened, uh, Riker, you know, he uh, of course apologized to me and Steve uh, repeatedly, you know, he didn't mean for us uh, for our careers to get halted like that or anything like he didn't want to have that negative effect on us. And I think it's just the way the company uh, was going forward now. Uh, I think they, you know, I think the company saw it and they're like, okay, we'll uh, we'll split them up. Riker can go to, to Raw. Uh, you know, uh, Steve and myself went to uh, SmackDown, and I, it was just you know, you you were given an opportunity with with the Wolves, and it just so happened that um, it, it didn't pan out. I guess the way they wanted it to, to be, so uh, they just you know went a different direction with the company, and then uh, of course Riker stayed on on Raw, and with the Elias, and you know, now he's doing his thing with them.
2: Yeah. And the one final question I want to ask, you know, we've already mentioned there's a few dream matches that are out there. You know, I'm not going to ask about a dream match because everyone asks that question. I'm thinking yeah. of the FTR match there now and I'm thinking of pack and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. I know that Tommy Entis had quite a few kind words for you. But when when we see Weston Blake, wherever he ends up next, what is the one thing that you want Weston Blake to be? Is there a certain character? Is there a certain, like, you want people to recognise your in-ring talent? what is the one thing that you want to be when you appear elsewhere?
1: Uh, when I'm elsewhere, I just want see, uh, people to see me uh, just kind of for who I am and for kind of, uh, you know, and what I bring to the table is, is what I want. I, I, I believe I have uh, value. I believe wherever when it, any company uh, shows interest in me, I believe I can bring their value up. Um and when I think people take a look at uh, me or my work or something like that, I, I think that I want my passion and my drive to kind of speak for itself or my work ethic and stuff like that. And, you know, I just want to, you know, people to see uh, what, you know, what kind of vision I have for, uh, for the, you know, for wrestling and for the wrestling as a whole, I get, I hope I uh, can split, inspire younger generations uh like some you know people you know I, as i looked at wrestling and that inspired me to kind of chase this dream or even if it's just you know a aspiring a, a family member to go for what their dream job is or their passion whether it be cooking or uh you know or you know wh- whatever it is whether it gives you the courage to just do what um, what you love to do most in, in life and, and like I said and for everyone that that could be something different and you know and just you know I want to bring uh, just a sense uh, of pride and and uh, you know with uh, with my career and how I came up with you know uh, coming up through the funks and stuff like that it's kind of I have that name attached to me and so you always want to do well by the name. And you always want to, you know, hold that up to the highest regards. And so you always want to have that honor and always want to, you know, do best for the name and stuff like that. And hopefully keep that legacy going on uh, with my name as well.
3: Right. So that's it for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe on Apple, whatever you get your podcasts um i thought we'd just run through the card quickly uh of money in the bank guys before we we shoot off because it's this sunday it's slama this weekend as well isn't it
2: on Saturday.
3: Ethan, you want to pay Paper to unite yeah exactly yes SummerSlam. i can't wait for saturday SummerSlam. we'll definitely be doing a watch on for that and getting drunk uh, to watch SummerSlam. hey uh, gary get any highlights from slam before we get into money in the bank that we should be looking <sighs> out for
2: it's one of the ones where the main event is Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega. So I'm no ridiculously excited for the main event. There's an Ultimate X match, which I think Chris Bay, I always love seeing him in. And he's, he's returning to the fold for that. But the main thing, as um, I think I mentioned it earlier, Diona Perazzo against a mystery opponent. I think it might be Gail Kim. Um, but obviously there's so many free agents that could be taking, the, taking that wee mystery spot. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. They've I got the last time back. We saw Gail
4: in Impact out of Interest. A I'm long, a huge. A long
2: time ago, yeah. She's not she's not wrestled for a long time. I think she's officially retired. But there was there's been a wee bit of back and forth between them, you know, on, on media calls and the, on the programming. And I think that's just the way I'd it's argue going.
4: Gail is the original TNA knockout as well. Like she started that division uh, all that time. Again. It would
2: be uh, it's just like that would be a complete like generational match, I think. And it's the first um it's the first show back in front of fans for impact. So, I just think that would be amazing. I do think they'll pull it to the bag. Obviously, we're not going to get Samoa Joe, which was the, the name that I'd heard rumoured a long time ago and thankfully did not report on it so that I did not look like a jabroni when it didn't happen. <laughs> um, but there's like, so many free agents that they could obviously just pull something at the bag. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people looking for a wrestling gig. So, I think it'll be interesting. Slammiversary is their biggest show, essentially. It's yeah. essentially their WrestleMania. So, I will say. They see put it. a
4: stipulation on Callahan Omega.
2: I don't think so.
4: Because I always thought the way Omega could lose the belt is you put him in some kind of hardcore nonsense with Callahan and it's justified. So maybe he is keeping <sighs> it there.
2: I just don't think... I I don't think they can take the belt off Omega until he loses the AEW title. Maybe why it. the Hangman's...
4: The maybe why the Hangman's dust kicking off in it. But
2: yeah. 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 So uh, let's run through the card for Money
3: in the Bank. AG Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders...
2: I'd get the Viking Raiders. I'd, uh, I'd have them. pin AJ Styles. I know that's not going to be popular, but I'd have them them win it. Um, the other singles match between Omos and Ivar last night was a bit nothing. Uh, but I I would I would have Viking Raiders win.
1: Really,
4: yeah, it's more fun to tell with the AJ Omos stuff. It doesn't have to last to get a good story out of it, really, does it?
3: No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Reigns versus Edge.
4: Got I was kind of surprised they put this on a Money in the Bank show like it must mean they do have big John Boy for SummerSlam if they're using Edge versus Reigns here yeah what I was you, think in the book. you would think that's the... so, does that mean though that, I was about to say, does that mean that John Cena's bigger than Edge and I'm like why am I asking that question John Cena's has always <laughs> been bigger than Edge <laughs> yeah exactly a stupid <laughs> fucking question uh,
3: uh, that's with, the yeah so Reigns for that one women's match Ripley
2: versus Charlotte Flair I'm not going to put the title back on Charlotte are they I mean a title's got to change hands and the <laughs> Charlotte would have a title match as well, do you think? Female
4: female money in the bank contestant.
2: Oh i it could be you could be late on in the show. I mean, every the women's money in the bank hasn't had a long run since Carmella. so
4: it might it'll probably open, I'd imagine. Because mm. one wow. of the money's usually opens, one's closes, usually one is how they eye. do it.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. I, that's, that's a good shout, uh, yeah. Option C, neither. Option
4: C, or you they doesn't have to finish. Like you can go back to what was the last Charlotte uh, title match where she just went mad and got disqualified. You could go down that route and you kind of have to have Ripley go over here because Ripley hasn't beaten Charlotte. So it's one nil Charlotte currently, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so you, yeah, Ripley to win build to a rubber match at SummerSlam between Charlotte and Ripley at the man. Right.
3: Okay, good shout Alex. Um good logic. Whether creative for that logic is another story. <laughs> um uh we've got Bobby versus Kofi for the WWE championship. Bobby's probably for me definitely.
4: Yeah.
2: It's got got a bit lashly. Some I
4: sort I love of to see Kofi win, but it's got a bit. Lashly. Some sort of MVP switch to I mean they could do that. They could do like a little hot potato and just put it on Kingston for the rematch at SummerSlam where Bobby wins it back. I wouldn't be against that. So like SummerSlam, a little bit of an oomph. And there's your big crowd moment for the end. I was going to say,
2: that's the, the crowd being there makes me think that Kofi might have a chance just for the big crowd pop. Yeah,
4: and he'll, he'll lose it very quickly afterwards. But just for that <laughs> crowd pop, night on Raw. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Like there's literally potential of that. Like you can, Bobby can say he got distracted by the fans or some shit and then loses it the next night. I think that's actually a great piece of storyline right there, Gary. I think that's what they should do. <laughs> Kofi wins on Sunday, loses it on Monday. Terrific. Yeah.
3: Uh, that's women's uh, money in the bank ladder match. We've got Oscar and Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and I didn't realise there's a TBC in it.
2: Yes, there is still meant to be one name, and it's rumoured to be Sonya Deville. So,
4: ah, right. I wouldn't be surprised be to see an NXT after Shotzi and Knox coming up from NXT. Like, who do you think NXT wise could? Jump up to a singles position in the main roster.
2: I would even go the opposite direction and say that we could see a certain returning um, Becky Lynch. Oh, because I mean, if you want to have a big moment for fans coming back, if they can have her there, uh, she's been looking like she's in good shape.
4: So. And Seth's off at the moment, isn't it? He's on, he's on like a break, so it's kind it of no one's expecting it apart but from I, the journals, obviously. Now Gary's expecting
3: it.
2: <laughs> I think and- that could be great.
3: Obviously, the women's title match got cancelled between uh, Bianca Belair and Bayley, and that's now going to be Bianca Belair versus Carmella on the SmackDown Go Home on the Friday. Uh, so, finally, um, I, I, I don't know if they pick out that women's match, but I think it'll be TBC that wins it. That's what I I'm think.
2: Gonna... I don't know. I think uh, maybe Liv Morgan, maybe Alexa Bliss, maybe Nikki Cross. <laughs> what a four. <whore. laughs> <laughs>
4: Brilliant. Uh, Alex, have you got... I don't know. I can't call it. I don't know what they're going to do with the next woman's title. To be honest, it's a tough one. It feels like it's going to be like a hot potato, or they might even try and do another Otis that just went nowhere. Yeah. Like, I mean, or they just put it on Bliss because that's their easy option.
3: Yeah, but oh, except
4: by spooky gimmick with the money in the. Bank briefcase doesn't work for me so i, I will wait and oh, see but it would work for kevin dunn imagine all the disappearing briefcase shit like she can just appear in the crowd one day and then she'll be gone it'll be like matt hardy at the start of the aw right I,
2: I think Nikki cross and you should yield the journalist gimmick that gregory helms had when he was a uh, not hurricane and have her, carrying right. her and that I
4: love could we that. make her like every time she tries to cash in she has to like come down with like on the r- harness from the roof so they just run away by the Aye. time she gets down every time I think that'd be a great little go. yeah, absolutely.
3: And finally, the the men's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Biggie, Kevin Owens, Nakamura,
2: and Seth Rollins. I'm between two here. I think either Drew, because I think him getting that moment of cashing in would be almost as good as the crowd moment that he would have got at WrestleMania 36, or my wild card is either Riddle. Or Riddle getting taken out the match by Randy Orton and Randy Orton winning it?
4: I was going to say, I'm surprised Randy wasn't in the match, to be honest. Like, I thought this would have been the, or- the Orton-Riddle dissension moment.
2: On Raw, Matt Riddle filed a missing notice for Randy Orton because he's not been seen for a couple of weeks. So I think he might get taken out of the match by Randy Orton and Randy Orton becomes Mr Money in the Bank, which I would love because he's never been Mr Money in the Bank and uh. his music still gets a pop, so...
3: Yeah, well, that's true. That is true. But, yeah, yeah, I I, I think Kafka would do it. Yeah, you're right
2: because
4: they just do an arcade out of nowhere, wouldn't he? And it would be fine.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Right, well, we'll wait we'll see. It should be a decent pay-per-view. Uh, looking forward to that. We'll be about that on the show next week. On the main show, we're having Gredo. Uh, Remember, that'll be out on Friday. Currently, it's stuck we're going for either the best WWF WWE tag teams and on Grado's request we put best TNA pay-per-view back into the vote um, and unfortunately for Grado it's the best WWF tag teams that are currently winning it Surely so, there's
4: at one point you could just say fuck it and be like this week guys we're doing the best TNA pay-per-view no, It's just Grado.
3: funnier if we just keep putting it up as <laughs> <goal> every week <laughs> It's just funnier I tried Grado I tried, tried, tried Don't lose every week It's great uh, Best This is off the back of the new day being declared the best WWF tag team of all time WWE tag Team, uh, what's the best one for you, Gary? I, I've, hard, you, it's hard to argue.
2: I mean, that's, that's very hard to argue with a new day, but I yeah. would say probably the Hardy Boys. I knew Edge you were going
3: Christian. to say that. I knew you were going to say that. And I'm going <laughs> to guess Alex's is Edge and Christian
4: incorrect it's too cool but you got the era right well done <laughs> oh really too cool wow no I, I think I think I would actually be edging Christian but too cool right up there for me I love too right cool. okay no I'm going to old school Legion of Doom for me ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be uh, thank you so much for
3: listening to this episode of the Marks remember you can get involved uh, contribute a bit to the uh, Patreon patreon.com forward slash wrestling dad lots of content up there including the video version of this show uh, and remember you can still get t-shirts they're still available get yourself kitted out for the summer shop. forward slash wrestling. Daft. you can look cool on the beach during this heat wave we are having in Scotland right now Gary Casty, thank you very much what
2: can we get what you've been up to what can what you doing coming soon on um well on this I thought podcast, you were just we're stop there, to there, and there and I was like <laughs> <laughs> no coming soon on this podcast and on inside the ropes on my YouTube everything we'll have um obviously Wesley Blake is on this show and then after that we'll have a uh, Tucker Mickey James um, Masha Slamovich, uh, indie wrestler, interviewed as well. So, aye, loads,
3: loads of stuff happening. Tunnels. fantastic. The games Al- must be so much fun right now. <laughs> yeah. Alex, thank you very much for your live traffic updates across Glasgow today. Well, if you're a driver in Glasgow, fuck you, get off the road. That's all I've got. Brilliant, fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and until next time, keep marking out.
0: Audio frontier.